Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Hidden History, where we dig deep into the past to uncover the stories you thought you knew and some you've probably never heard of. That's right, Tom. Today we've got a tantalizing lineup of tales that are sure to baffle, intrigue, and maybe even send a little shiver down your spine. Mysteries that have puzzled historians, scientists, and the curious alike for years, sometimes centuries. Picture this, Australia, 1932. It's not another army or a human adversary they're facing, but emus. Yes, you heard that right. We'll be kicking things off with the Great Emu War, diving into one of history's most bizarre battles where the Australian military went head-to-head -head with these feathery foes. Then we're going to attempt to attempt to crack the code on the Voynich Manuscript, an ancient book filled with illustrations and writings that no one has been able to decipher. Is it a medical guide, an alchemical secret, or something completely different? We'll explore the possibilities. From there, we step into the verdant fields of medieval England to unravel the story of the green children of Woolpit, 12th century children with green-hued skin speaking an unknown language. Was it a folktale? a case of extraterrestrial visitation, or perhaps a historical account of a lost culture. And speaking of lost, we will tread through the murky waters of one of America's oldest unsolved mysteries, the lost colony of Roanoke. Where did they go, and why was the word Croatoan the only clue left behind? Put on your dancing shoes, but not too tightly, because we're delving into the bizarre dancing plague of 1518 an outbreak of uncontrollable and deadly dancing that seized many citizens in Strasbourg. Was it mass hysteria, a medical condition, or something supernatural? Then we're turning our eyes to the skies, Tom, or rather, to the remote Tunguska region of Siberia, where a massive explosion flattened 770 square miles of forest. No crater, no meteorite fragments, just a mysterious blast that would become known as the Tunguska event. And finally, we'll voyage to the seas with a story about the Mary Celeste, the most famous ghost ship that baffled the world. Discovered adrift with everything intact except for, for the crew, it's a maritime mystery that has floated through the imaginations of the curious for over a century. So get ready to have your curiosity piqued, your knowledge expanded, and perhaps your reality questioned. Buckle up, history sleuths, we're about to go on a wild ride through the annals of the unexplained and the unbelievable. You're tuned into the right frequency. This is Hidden History, unraveling seven of history's mysteries. Let's embark on this journey through time, together. Theme music fades in. Welcome back, intrepid listeners. First up on our historical mystery tour is the flaptastic fiasco known as the Great Emu War. Now, when you think of fearsome animals that might go up against a military force, Emus probably aren't the first creatures that spring to mind, are they, Jen? Definitely not, Tom. And yet, these towering birds, which can stand up to six feet tall, became public enemy number one in Western Australia back in 1932. This was serious business because after World War I, Australian veterans were given land to farm, but they were struggling. Then, to make matters worse, around 20,000 emus descended upon their land, searching for food and water. Right, Jen, these emus had just finished their breeding season and, like any good party of tourists, had found the farmlands to be the perfect spot for a little R&R. But for the farmers, the emus were like a feathery plague, devastating crops and creating chaos. Desperate for help, the farmers reached out to the Australian government. Enter the military. 
the government dispatched soldiers armed with Lewis machine guns to manage the avian insurgents. But here's where it gets wild. These emus, they weren't just your average birds. They proved to be remarkably evasive and resilient. The soldiers found that even when shot at, the emus would scatter and regroup, making them incredibly difficult targets. They sure did, Jen. Can you imagine the scene? A battalion of soldiers versus mobs of these fast, disorganized, but oddly strategic birds. Despite their efforts, including mounting machine guns on trucks, which also proved ineffective, the military had little success. After a few days, the number of birds killed was minuscule compared to the number of rounds fired. And so, just like that, the emus outwitted and outlasted the Australian military, leading to a swift withdrawal of the forces. The emu insurgency had won. The Great Emu War became a metaphor for an unforeseen problem made worse by human intervention, and an example of how nature can defy human control, even when faced with advanced technology. Talk about an underdog story, Jen, or underbird, rather. This event is not just a quirky footnote in history. It tells us about the unintended consequences of war, the struggles of settlers, and the complexity of managing environmental issues. It's a story that shows us sometimes that truth can be stranger than fiction, and history isn't always about the grand battles between nations. Sometimes it's about farmers and feathers. Feathers that almost caused a national scandal. After all, the Great Emu War was widely covered in the media and considered a bit of an embarrassment for the government at the time. But today it serves as a reminder of the scrappy resilience of wildlife and a curious incident that gets us thinking about our relationship with the natural world. Plus, it gives us one of the more lighthearted stories to tell in the realm of hidden history. Lighthearted indeed, Jen. And that's our take on the Great Emu War, folks. After a short break, we'll try to decipher the mysteries of the Voynich Manuscript. So, grab a refreshing drink, maybe practice your bird-dodging skills, and stay tuned. Short Musical Interlude Welcome back, listeners. If you thought battling birds were bizarre, wait until you get a load of our next topic. We're leafing through the pages of one of the most mystifying documents ever discovered, the Voynich Manuscript. That's right, Tom. The Voynich Manuscript is a centuries-old book that's written in an entirely unknown language, or perhaps code, that no one has been able to crack to this day. It's filled with strange illustrations of unfamiliar plants, astronomical diagrams, and even what appears to be recipes. The manuscript was named after Wilfred Voynich, a rare book dealer who brought it to public attention in 1912. But carbon dating suggests the book was created in the early 15th century, making it over 600 years old. Its origins are a full-on enigma. Some think it might have been meant for alchemical purposes, others suspect it could be a scientific or even a medical text due to its diagrams. There are theories that suggest it's a hoax, but the effort put into it suggests otherwise. One of the most fascinating things about this manuscript is that the language it's written in doesn't match any known linguistic patterns. Experts have tried everything, from advanced cryptography to AI, to unravel its secrets, but they've all come up short. And those illustrations don't make it any easier, Tom. Alien-looking plants, strange symbols, and women bathing in green pools. It looks like something straight out of a fantasy novel. You're not wrong, Jen. And despite the best efforts of cryptographers and historians, the manuscript holds tight to its secrets. 
Even during World War I and II, when code-breaking skills were at their peak, the Voynich manuscript remained indecipherable. Yep, it's withstood the test of time and technology, becoming an object of fascination for professional and amateur sleuths alike. The book is housed at Yale University's Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library, and they've even released high-resolution scans online, hoping to crowdsource a solution. With the world's puzzle solvers on the case, maybe someday we'll get to the bottom of it. But for now, it remains one of the most intriguing examples of hidden history, a reminder of all that we still don't know about the past. And perhaps it's good to have some mystery left in the world, isn't it, Tom? Something that keeps our imagination and curiosity alive. Absolutely, Jen. That's the beauty of history. It's not just dates and names. It's a puzzle waiting to be solved, and the Voynich Manuscript is the ultimate brain teaser. But as we continue to ponder over its pages, let's not forget there are more enigmas awaiting. Coming up, we're stepping back into the medieval English countryside to explore the legend of the green children of Woolpit. This is Hidden History, the podcast that brings the mysteries of the past right into your present. Another short musical interlude fades out, and we're back, digging into another remarkable tale, this one straight from the medieval village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England. It's a story that blurs the lines between folklore and fact, the mystery of the green children of Woolpit. Oh, this one's a classic, Tom. Imagine coming across two children with green-tinted skin, speaking an incomprehensible language and appearing out of nowhere. This isn't the setup for a science fiction novel. It's an account recorded by historians in the 12th century. That's right, Jen. The children, a boy and a girl, were reportedly found by the villagers in a pit used to trap wolves, which is what wool pit actually means, wolf pit. With their strange colored skin and unknown language, the children were like nothing the villagers had ever seen. The children were taken in by a local landowner, and sadly, the boy became sickly and died not long after they were found. However, the girl adjusted to her new life, learned English, and eventually revealed a bit about their origins, or so the stories say. According to the accounts, she said they came from a place called St. Martin's Land, a dark world where the sun never shone and the light was like twilight. They followed the sound of bells, which led them to Woolpit, and there's no record of how they got there or from where exactly. Historians and folklorists have floated several theories about this enigmatic tale. Some people speculate they may have been suffering from a form of chlorosis, a condition that can give the skin a green hue due to malnutrition. There are also suggestions that the children may represent a folk memory of an encounter with the indigenous Britons who were gradually being marginalized by the invaders of that time. They were possibly Flemish orphans from a nearby battle wearing unfamiliar clothes and speaking another language which the Woolpit villagers interpreted as coming from another land. And of course, there's always a smattering of extraterrestrial and otherworldly hypotheses that add a pinch of the supernatural to the mix. No matter the explanation, the story provides a vivid snapshot of medieval life and the fears and fascinations of people at that time. It's these sorts of mysteries, Jen, that show us how the past can be just as strange and fantastical as any story we can invent. The green children of Woolpit captivate us centuries later, proving that some historical puzzles might never have a clear answer, but nevertheless keep us searching for one. 
That hunger for answers is what keeps history alive, Tom, not just as a chronological record, but as a tapestry woven with the threads of mystery, tragedy, and the occasional touch of the mystical. Well said, Jen. We'll leave the green-hued kids of yesteryear behind for now, because when we return, we'll be fast-forwarding to a slightly more recent mystery, the lost colony of Roanoke, America's oldest unsolved puzzle. Don't wander too far. Hidden History will be right back after this. Short break with mute. Short break with music fades out. We're back with our adventure through time, and this next segment is on a tale that sounds like it's straight out of a suspense novel. But this isn't fiction. It's the real-life mystery of the lost colony of Roanoke. Indeed, Tom. It's one of the great American mysteries. In 1587, a group of English settlers, including men, women, and children, made their way to Roanoke Island on the coast of what is now North Carolina to establish a new colony. Under the leadership of John White, who was the governor of the new colony, they arrived and began the arduous task of setting up a new life in a new world. But they were in for hard times. Facing a severe shortage of supplies, White made the difficult decision to sail back to England to obtain more. However, when he returned in 1590, three years later due to the war with Spain delaying his travel, he found the settlement deserted, no trace of the inhabitants. The only clue was the word Croawan carved into a post of the fort and crow on a nearby tree. The assumption was that they might have moved to Croatoan Island, now known as Hatteras Island. But when White attempted to search for them, a storm forced his ship away, and he never had a chance to find out if they had survived. This has led to all kinds of speculation and theories over the years. Integration with the local Native American tribes, a massacre, relocation and absorption into other colonies, or for the lovers of the mysterious, a supernatural event. And despite the efforts of archaeologists and historians, no definitive evidence has provided an answer. But there have been some pivotal findings in recent years, like European objects found in Native American sites, which suggest the possibility that at least some of the colonists may have assimilated with indigenous tribes. It's a puzzle that's firmly rooted in the intersection of folklore, archaeology, and national identity. The story of the lost colony is a powerful reminder of the complexity and often untold narratives of America's early history. And regardless of what may have happened to the lost colonists of Roanoke, their story is ingrained in our cultural fabric and continues to compel generation after generation to seek answers and perhaps learn a little more about the resilience and adaptability of those early settlers. So whether swallowed by the forest or scattered to the wind, the fate of the Roanoke colonists remains one of America's defining historical mysteries. But mysteries, as you well know by now, are what we're all about here at Hidden History. Stick around because after the break, we'll be stepping out on the dance floor, or rather the cobblestone streets of 1518 Strasbourg to uncover the bizarre tale of the dancing plague. You won't want to miss it. Another short musical interlude. Another short musical interlude fades out. We're back, and believe it or not, it's time to dance. Or, at least, to talk about a time when dance was less about rhythm and moves and more about mystery and mayhem. We're talking about the Dancing Plague of 1518. That's right, Tom. This isn't your regular bust-a-move. It's a historical phenomenon that is as perplexing as it is terrifying. Picture this. It's July 1518, and residents of Strasbourg, then part of the Holy Roman Empire, 
are suddenly struck by an uncontrollable urge to dance. The plague began with just one woman, Frau Trofea, who stepped into the street and started dancing fervently. What's bewildering is that her singular dance marathon turned into a month-long frenzy with hundreds of citizens joining in. And the most chilling part? People were literally dancing until they dropped, with reports of deaths due to heart attack, stroke, or exhaustion. Imagine the horror and confusion as this wave of compulsion swept through the town. Authorities were baffled, Tom. At first, they thought prescribing more dancing would rid people of the fever, so they opened two guild halls, a grain market, and even constructed a wooden stage for the afflicted to dance on. They hired musicians to keep them moving, essentially turning the city into a giant dance hall. Not their best idea, since it seemed to encourage more dancing, not less. The phenomenon drew attention from both medical and religious authorities, who variously blamed it on hot blood and demonic possessions. Some historians now believe the dancing plague might have been a case of mass psychogenic illness fueled by the stress of famine, disease, and spiritual despair. Others point to ergotism, caused by a toxic mold that grows on damp rye, which can produce spasms and hallucinations. And in a population already on edge due to poverty and suffering, it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine a collective psychological breakdown taking the form of this dance to death. Despite all the theories, however, there's no definitive explanation for why these people danced uncontrollably or how the episode finally ended. The Dancing Plague of 1518 remains one of the most bizarre and tragic events of the medieval era. And it's a stark reminder of how fragile and susceptible to influence the human mind can be, isn't it, Jen? It also shows us that history isn't always grandiose battles and politics. Sometimes it's the inexplicable events that remind us of our humanity, peculiar as it may be. Indeed, Tom. Now once we return from a quick break, we'll be traveling to the remote forests of Siberia to discuss a mystery that literally shook the earth, the Tunguska event. Don't go anywhere. This story will blow you away. Short musical break fades out, and we're back, dear listeners. From the mysterious bout of dancing mania, we now take a leap forward to the early 20th century to a remote area in Siberia, Russia. Here, something happened that quite literally shook the world, or at least a significant part of it. This is the Tunguska event. Yes, Tom, on the morning of June 30, 1908, an enormous explosion occurred near the Tunguska River in Siberia. The blast was so powerful that it leveled an estimated 80 million trees over an area covering about 2,150 square kilometers. That's roughly three times the size of Paris. Now here's the twist. There was no impact crater to be found. The explosion seemingly occurred in the air, about five to 10 kilometers above the Earth's surface. So what could cause such a colossal detonation without leaving a gaping hole in the ground? That's the million dollar question, Tom. There are a few theories floating around, of course. The leading one suggests that it was an airburst of a meteoroid or comet which exploded before hitting the ground, releasing the energy equivalent of about 15 megatons of TNT. And yet, no debris from a meteoroid or comet has ever been conclusively identified at the site. This has led to all sorts of other theories, including everything from dark matter and antimatter to, you guessed it, an alien spacecraft. As thrilling as some of those theories might sound, 
most scientists stick to the idea that it was a natural cosmic event, an asteroid or a chunk of a comet that disintegrated in our atmosphere. And while the Tunguska event happened in a sparsely populated area, thankfully, it's still a stark reminder of our planet's vulnerability to cosmic forces. It shows us how our history is not only shaped by earthly events, but also by the immense power of the universe beyond our atmosphere. Which is a bit humbling when you think about it, Tom. The fact that a random cosmic event from over a century ago can still capture our imagination and remind us of the bigger picture is truly profound. Incredible, indeed. Well, listeners, stay with us, because when we return, we'll conclude with a mystery that has stirred the vast depths of maritime lore. We'll be uncovering the enigma of the Mary Celeste, the ghost ship that has puzzled maritime experts for over a century. Hidden History will be right back. Short musical interlude fades out. Welcome back, history hunters, as we set sail on the final chapter of our journey through history's enigmas, destined for the heart of the vast Atlantic Ocean, where the story of the Mary Celeste unfolds, a ghost ship that baffled the world. That's right, Tom. The Mary Celeste was an American brigantine found adrift and deserted in the Atlantic Ocean off the Azores Islands on December 4, 1872. The ship was in perfect condition, and her cargo was intact. Yet the crew was nowhere to be found, an enduring mystery that has sparked countless theories and no shortage of intrigue. This wasn't just any ship, Jen. The Mary Celeste had set sail from New York City to Genoa, Italy, with a cargo of denatured alcohol, a captain experienced in seafaring, his family, and a veteran crew. So what could have prompted them to abandon a perfectly good ship? The plot thickens when you consider the discovery of a dismantled pump and a missing lifeboat. The ship's log last entry was 10 days prior to its discovery, and it suggested nothing out of the ordinary. Did the crew fear an explosion due to the alcohol fumes, or maybe encounter a waterspout that posed a danger to their ship? Then there are the more out-there explanations, everything from pirate attacks and mutiny to sea quakes and giant squid attacks. But without concrete evidence, all we have is speculation. The Mary Celeste incident captured the public's imagination, inspiring numerous stories, including one by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of Sherlock Holmes fame, which only fueled further wild theories on the fate of the crew. Despite thorough investigations and advanced research methods, no one has been able to come up with a definitive answer. The absence of the crew of the Mary Celeste is a puzzle that remains unsolved and is likely to remain that way. This mystery, like the ones before it, anchors a kind of romance to the past, a reminder that for all our advancements, there are still stories out there that elude our grasp, compelling us to wonder and wander through the labyrinths of history in search of truths we may never find. And with that, our venture into the annals of hidden history draws to a close. We've uncovered seven of history's greatest mysteries, curious listeners, which have brought us from the vast depths of space to the open seas and through time from medieval fables to modern-day enigmas. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we've unspooled the yarns of the past. We may not have solved any mysteries today, but we've certainly celebrated the rich tapestry of historical wonder. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of Hidden History. Until then, keep questioning, keep exploring, and keep the historical fires burning. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Theme music fades in. Theme music slowly fades. What a ride it's been.
We've traversed time and space, from the seemingly absurd to the downright mystifying, exploring seven of history's most perplexing mysteries that remain unsolved to this day. That's right, Tom. We've encountered Australia's most unusual war against, of all things, emus. And we've pored over the undecipherable script of the Voynich Manuscript, an ancient text that refuses to give up its secrets even to the most advanced technology of today. We've met the mysterious green children of Woolpit, whose unexplained appearance in the 12th century raises questions about our understanding of the past. And we've wrestled with the disappearance of the lost colony of Roanoke, a puzzle that's been haunting historians for over four centuries. Then we felt the beat of the inexplicable dancing plague of 1518, a boogie fever like no other, and heard the earth-shattering echo of the Tunguska event, a cosmic mystery that exploded above Siberia's vast forest land without leaving a crater. And who can forget the enduring enigma of the Mary Celeste, the ghost ship discovered without a soul on board, her lifeboat missing, her crew vanished, and the mystery of their fate destined to float forever in the annals of maritime history. Each story, Tom, is a piece of the puzzle we call history. They remind us that our past is filled with tales that challenge our understanding, defy our expectations, and inspire our imagination. It's been our absolute pleasure to unravel these tales for you. And while we may not have provided all the answers, you know, because they're still mysteries, we hope we've sparked your curiosity and opened the door to the incredible realm of hidden history. So keep pondering the unsolved, questioning the established, and exploring the unknown. History is so much more than just a record. It's a canvas of human experience, a mirror of our nature, and a guide to our future. We'd like to thank you all for joining us on this historical adventure. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast for more deep dives into history's most captivating stories. Until next time, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Together, and this has been Hidden History, Keep the past alive. End of podcast theme music concludes the episode.